In the name of Jesus, Amen. Dear saints of God, Merry Christmas. We will consider... To- oh, thank you. <laughs> we'll consider tonight the Gospel text, and especially these words uh, from Luke chapter 2, the preaching of the angels to the shepherds. The angels said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Amen. There is a street, I understand, up the bank that has $5 million in the vault. Now, that might interest you or it might not interest you, but let me add two words to the sentence and see if it changes a little bit. There's a bank up the street that has $5 million in the vault for you. <laughs> Lou got it. <laughs> that makes all the difference, doesn't it? Those two little words for you completely change the sentence. And we dare not miss those words in the preaching of the angels to the shepherds. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. This baby is for you. This Jesus is for you. This Savior is for you. We only begin to understand God and who God is when we see that He loves to give gifts. In fact, He loves to give good gifts, but there is a chance that we miss it. Apparently, I have, and you guys might not know this about me, I have, with Carrie's family, a bad reputation as a gift giver. I guess, I guess, that this is because our very first Christmas together, I got for Carrie, very, I was very proud of this, I got for Carrie a first aid kit. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm not sure what the problem really was. I thought that was pretty thoughtful. I didn't, I didn't want it, uh, her to get hurt, but apparently that's not the kind of thing that you get at Christmas. I heard, though, this last week, and this story is of great comfort to me, I heard of a husband who proudly bought his wife a Chia Pet <laughs> because, as he explained it to her, you have so much trouble with plants, it says here that anyone can keep this one alive. <laughs> now, you know how it is when you unwrap a gift and you think to yourself, what in the world is this? Now, the danger is that at Christmas we think the same thing. A Savior? What do I need a Savior for? In fact, most of us think that we already have a Savior ourselves or that we don't need a Savior because we think of ourselves naturally as good people. We think without even hesitation that God is fairly pleased with us. You've probably, most of you have seen these videos where a guy goes out on the street and he asks people if they'll go to heaven. I did this a few years back and the same, we had the same results that you always see. You ask someone, are you going to go to heaven? And the answer is yes. Almost always yes. Why? The answer then is almost always because I'm a good person. You know that idea? I'm a good person. That thought that just sticks naturally with your flesh that you're a good person. And if you're a good person, then you don't need a savior. You see, a savior is the kind of gift that you get for a sinner, not for a good person. But we should pay attention to what God gives us. It could be that you want a fruitcake and a hammock for Christmas, 
but your wife gets you a treadmill and your children get you a set of exercise videos, <laughs> you should pay attention. You see, what you think you really need and what you do really need are two different things. And if God gets you a Savior, now think about this. If God gets you a Savior, maybe He's telling you something. Something very important. Something that we shouldn't ignore. And that something is that you're a sinner. That what you need is someone to die for your sins. Now, in a very interesting way, it is understandable that we don't actually know how bad we are. Our sinfulness is a fact that's, that's hidden from us. The ancient theologians used to love to talk about how we as human beings cannot gaze upon the unveiled glory of God. To do so is to die. To, uh, uh, no one can behold the face of the Lord and live, it says in Exodus. And there's a flip side to this coin as well. If we were to see our own sin how bad we really are, if we could somehow peel back the layers and see what's underneath of us, how, that, how we're rotten to the very core, then we, I don't think, could live with ourselves. We would come undone just at the sight of it, just at the thought of it. Our sinfulness then, I think by God's grace, is hidden from our eyes. We only learn how really wicked and terrible we are when we turn to the Scriptures. And there the Lord teaches us our sins. Now, to say that we're a sinner is more than saying that you've made a mistake or two, that you sometimes go off the path, that every once in a while you mess up, but after all, you mean well. No. No. Paul diagnoses the condition of man in Romans chapter 3, and he piles up all these verses from the Psalms to do it. This is the Bible's description of you. Are you ready? No one is righteous. No. Not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have all become worthless. No one does good. Not even one. That's you. And when you know that, how you are a sinner, then you can begin to think, all I want for Christmas is a Savior. When you begin to unwrap who you really are, then you begin to know how good and how gracious and how right God is in what He gives to you for Christmas, His Son. And that, dear saints, is, is all and is everything that you need. God wraps Himself up in your flesh, and He will take upon Himself your sin, and He will die for you, and rise for you, and ascend to the right hand of God the Father for you. For at Christmas, God in Christ has hidden Himself so that you can behold Him. He has hidden Himself in your flesh so that He can hide your sins. He has put Himself in your flesh and blood so that He can die in your place on the cross and so that He can be the Savior. He can be the Savior for you. For you. Remember how I said that we don't see how bad we really are and that the depth of our sinfulness is hidden from us? Well, it's because of this death for Jesus, because of His blood and His cross, that not only is our sin hidden from us, it's also hidden from God the Father. 
Just like you don't know how bad you are, He doesn't know how bad you are either. In fact, in Christ, God considers you to be perfect and holy and righteous because He forgives your sins. And so, dear saints, it turns out that God knows exactly what you need for Christmas. And He's given you that in Christ Jesus, your Lord, your friend, your brother, your Savior. The angel said to the shepherds, Fear not, behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Amen. And Merry Christmas. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.